We are pros. Pros. Pregnant pros. retarded ostriches. Is that what pros mean? I don't know. That's what I was told when I was a kid. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to beer, <laughs> bourbon, and balderdash. How's it going, Johnny? Johnny, you left. No, now you're back. I did not. Yeah, we're having malfunctions on your audio. What do you mean you can't hear? There Can you go. You hear now me? you're back. No, I couldn't hear you for a minute. No, now you're gone. You muted yourself. It says John muted themselves on the clean feed. You're fucking it up, Johnny. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks. We're having technical difficulties. John has. It says John muted themselves. I didn't mute myself. Okay, now you're good. I didn't do it. it says repair is on. Technology is stupid. I know. It's all we got, though. Let's have a drink. Clean feed is is messing us up. That's a great. That was a great uh, introduction. How you doing, John? Uh, okay. Except I can't figure out how to mute myself. Unmute yourself. No, no, I talk too much. I don't know how to mute myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. I thought you might like that. Well, it's good. Know, to, right? It's good to chat with you. I know. It's good to see your face yeah, as usual. It's a nice too. face. It's a lovely face. Well, thank you. Too bad we don't Yours is share it too. more often on the internet. We should put your face all. You should be the face of the franchise. No. We, no one wants to see my mug anywhere. It's best that no it one. leaves it to people's imagination what we you look the like. face of a man built for radio. That's right. You have a face for radio. Uh, I like your face, Wes. Thanks. And I'm glad to see it right now. I like your face too, John. But it has nothing to do with how attractive your face is. I just like you. I like you too. And we haven't I'm even drank and we're already doing the, uh, the drunk <laughs> I love you. So that's great. Oh, I love you, man. I well, love to be you, fair, man. Quick shout out to Providence Brewing Company. Uh, my lovely wife is in town, and on my walk home is a brewery, Providence Brewing Company, which we've had a beer of theirs on air. Uh, and Helen was like, what time are you going to in? And do you want to stop and have a beer before you come home and do the podcast with us? So I am one beer in. Awesome. I am. not true because we had two. I'm four whiskeys in. So Four, four whiskeys? Yeah, no. Max are and you- I went down to Westland and did, did a tasting this afternoon. Oh, this... This podcast is going to be awful. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. All right. It's all fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> well, John, what are we drinking for beer tonight? Because this is we, beer, bourbon, and okay. Balderdash. So I have to look this up because I don't actually know. I, I believe it's pronounced Trogues. 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 Uh, it is, let's see, T-R, what do you call the two dots? Like a, a tilde? Like no, a that's Ouya Spanish. Or whatever. Like, ooh. Oh, yeah, that's... Let's see. Let's look it up. Trugs. Two dots over <clears throat> an O. Did you ask chat GPT? Uh, represents the letter... An umlaut? Oh, it's an umlaut. Umlaut. Yep. It's an umlaut. Uh, so, let's see. Pronounce. Trugs. Thanks, Google. Is it Trugs, then? Trugs. Uh, oh, there's a thing. I can't play it on air. On this episode, uh, rhymes, with, rhymes with rogues. Rogues. So trogues. Trogues. Oh, we were right the first time. Yeah. Look Damn, at we're us. good. We, see, it's a white person language. Damn, we're, and we're white people. Yes. So, so we nailed it. So yeah. Trogues Brewing, uh, independent brewing company, which is kind of funny that they pointed out. It's a craft brewing company. Yep. Uh, I don't know a lot. I just know that they are local to the Northeast. Uh, 
This is brewed with Bravo, Chinook, Mount Hood, Nugget, Citra, and Cascade Hops. Oh, so it's a West Coast IPA. Yeah, it's like a West Coast IPA. Motherfucker. Like. Perpetual IPA. Sorry, Dana. It, it's an Imperial IPA. Imperial IPA. Yeah, it's a uh, seven uh, and a half. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Okay. Government warning. Don't drink before drinking. Yep, don't drink before drinking. I think that's what it said. Uh, I'm over 21, about us. Let's go to the page. Oh, there's a lovely lady on the front page. That's a good sign. Family owned, past 24 years. This is grown from two brothers to 250. Oh, it's a big brewery. 250 people work there. Oh, wow. Uh, Perpetual, where are they? I'm looking for less important information. Well, that's fun. We can find that later. Anyway, I got so, uh, it complements anything citrusy, curry flavored, coconut, or mango. Yeah, but where are they? Oh, where are they? Careers. Uh, oh, they even have a careers page. That's Pens- how big they are. They have a careers page. Pennsylvania. Visit. Visit. Book a tour. Book a tour. Yeah. Hershey, PA. Oh, we could have chocolate and beers. Chocolate and beers. I like this. I like where this is going. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if I really want to go to Pennsylvania. And around the corner is a chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> milk, milk, lemonade. Around the, the corner, corner fudge, fudge is made. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Well, That's let's good. pop this and have a drink. All right. Here we go. Radio Gold. Oh, oh. This is like summertime sounds. Yeah, that is summertime sounds. And pori pori. Oh, it's like a nice golden straw color. Yep, it is. Creamy white head. Oh, yeah. Brilliantly clear. Oh. Man, that pour was like a beer commercial, at least on my side. Mm. Not on my side. Uh, the uh, This this is fun. The pint glass I'm drinking out of is from John's Alley Tavern out of Moscow, Idaho. John's Alley. That was my go-to bar when I was in, in college. Oh, I thought that was like a code name for your butthole. No, it's no, that's a different thing. <laughs> John's Alley. <laughs> terrible. Anyway, it's really pretty. It's in nice communist would, Idaho. Communist. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> Things have changed. Anyway. Oh, you really fluffed yours. Yeah, I really did. I really fluffed it up. That's all right. You're a fluffer. I am a yep. Nope. Uh, yeah, I smell the citrus and mm-hmm. it's piney. Yeah. So it's very West coast. Yeah. Sure. So not, it's a West coast IPA. What did we say their ABV is on this? Seven and a half. No, oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I totally well, forgot it. Cheers. cheers. Uh, everything I don't like in an IPA. Awesome. That is a little, it's a little strange. Oh, super bitter. Yeah, and it's got, it's a little it's a little buttery. Yeah, it's super buttery. It's bitter. Uh, it does yeah. has a citrus, very piney. Yeah, it's not very well balanced, which IPAs typically aren't. They're more hop heavy. Yeah. But in this case, it like the the malt flavors just kind of disappear, and that buttery flavor bugs me because it it I mean it could be a batch issue, but typically when there's a buttery flavor, it's because they fermented a little bit warm. And the biggest reason you ferment warm is to produce faster. Oh, okay. Because when it's warmer, the yeast get more active. They convert the sugar quicker, so you're able to produce more. That was a bad production. Bad aftertaste, too. 
Yeah, it's not the best. I'm a little disappointed. I, I was really, I had high hopes for this. Yeah, I did too. They can't all be wieners. Yeah, the the uh, the nose is lacking too. Like I would expect more from a, a big IPA, and it's like you get a little bit of the aromas, but there's not like a big like floral bouquet or even yeah. a citrus bouquet on it. Yeah, hmm. that's too bad. I, someone likes it. I mean, they keep making mm-hmm. it, so people do like it. And uh, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not want to say anything bad about this yeah. brewing company because um, even though this is the only thing I've ever had uh, from mm-hmm. them, um, I'm sure they make so, really good stuff. I picked this up in a mixed case, mixed half rack. Oh, okay. Uh, and I've had a couple of the other ones, and they were good. So it might just be this one. This is not our cup of tea. <sighs> no. Like, that's is really bad hanging out in my mouth. Yeah. Well, don't drink it. I'm not. <laughs> just give it to me. I'll, I'll drink it. I did like Cabin Boys, and uh, we got a lot yeah, of fe- like we got Boys feedback too. from them. And I think that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we two weeks ago we did Cabin Boys. We didn't do Cabin Boys last week, did we? Yeah, that was last time. Wis- Wisdom, bearded wonder. What was that one? Was it? Oh no, last time we did uh, Smithics. Smithwicks. Yeah, Smithix. Um, no, don't say the W. I did. I said Smithix. What's wrong with you? We talked about this. I know we talked about. it. I don't listen. We'll record the tape. You said Smithwicks. Uh, so Tim will call you out. Yeah, Cabin Boys. So, they actually um, they they're going to listen to the podcast, and they wanted me to make sure to tag their uh, their main um, Utica tap room as well. So they yeah. helped me oh. tag their main tap room, and then last yeah. week two stacks. Uh, you know they sent the podcast to the rest of the team after they listened. They really enjoyed the podcast and, uh, or it looks like they enjoyed the podcast because they sent it off to everyone else. And then they told me that they had, uh, some other single malts coming up and, uh, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Well, it's very exciting. Yeah. I will say, so like the more I, I think about this beer, I can see how people like it. Yeah. Um, because as far as Imperial APAs go, it's actually pretty, it's pretty easy drinking. But I, I think it's like with a lot of IPAs, if it's not quite the right flavor for you, you're not going to like it. A lot of people don't like IPAs in general yeah. or like very specific IPAs. But I can see how this could be a very popular version of it, especially if your goal is to get a little bit schnockered yeah. and have something that is like, it's not offensive. It's just, to me, it's not it's not as flavorful as I would like. I find it uh, too flavorful of the things that I don't like in an IPA. So It does have a bit of a metallic nose, actually. Yeah. Give it another. Give it another sniff. Oh, I don't like it's. It's all right. Hanging out in my mouth, man. It's ugh. Yeah. I don't want to say what it smells like now. Wet dog. Yeah, it does. You can say it. it yeah, it smells a bit like wet dog. It's pretty common with some of the um, the IPAs. They'll they'll get that nose on them. I find that. That's funny that a you lot. said that. I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this yeah. smells like. That's all right. I don't want to throw shade at the brewery because I, I feel like, I mean, there are, have you ever had a beer that's like a flagship beer where you're like, I don't understand why people don't like, or why people like this? Yes. This happens every so often. I'm like, I don't get it. Sometimes I feel like it's a bad beer, like a bad batch. And then sometimes you have it again and you're like, it's just not a good beer. Yeah. But just like with Bud Light and Coors Light and any Natty, like there's people like them. They keep making them. Yeah. So maybe it's just not for me. So yeah. I do actually want to give, I want to give them another try. We're going to give them another try. We still have to give Freem another try too, by the way. Oh, I love Freem. Because we I had that like one Freem and, and that was the, the check. Uh, yes, check the check logger. Yeah. Or check logger, whatever that was. That was not good. That was not good. So we got to give them another try too. So that's on our list to give another try. So 
Oh, should we have a, a second chance podcast? Yeah, we should have a second chance podcast. Did we ever have a whiskey that we didn't like? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, remember. no, can't remember, but there's probably one in there. Yeah. Well, speaking of whiskey, uh, what did you find? So you and I tried to coordinate an Irish whiskey. We couldn't. So we were, we're going to do two different whiskeys tonight, but that's good. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, uh, finding good Irish whiskey out here is harder than I thought it would be without yeah. going to probably a specialty store or like, I don't have a total wine or anything like that near me. So sort of limited. Um, like the first place I went had four Irish whiskeys and it was like Bushmills, Jameson, the basics. something with something with a boxer on it yeah, and something else. Yeah. So what I actually ended up finding was West Cork blended Irish whiskey, West Cork blended Irish whiskey. Yeah. I've actually never heard of this before. I haven't either. Um, but it is a blend of the finest hand, hand selected grain and malt whiskeys. So it's a blend. They probably don't actually distill it or produce it themselves. It's actually probably owned by Jameson or something like that. Uh, Market Street, but it is, it's an Irish whiskey, so we'll give it a go. Yeah. Uh, bottle looked nice. It's got a bit of the Irish Isle on it. Oh yeah. West Cork. West Cork. It almost yep. looks like uh, like a total wine and more like this is like our spirit yeah, like direct a flagship brand. Yeah, 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 for sure. What'd West, you find? West Cork you bourbon. Is it the bourbon cask or the black this cask? Is, this is the bourbon cask. Bourbon so cask. the I almost got the black cask. So it, the label says that it's a level five char okay. on the barrel. Um, but I got the bourbon cask because we're beer bourbon in Balderdash. Yeah, that's but good. if this is good. The, the black cask is also a lot more expensive. And if this is good, then I'd be willing to try the black cask. But if this isn't good, then I've never had this, so I have no idea. Okay. So what do you, what do you, what do you put in your mouth hole? Uh, tonight I am drinking dead rabbit. Oh, that's the one I couldn't find. The dead rabbit Irish. I thought I put some in a glass for you when you were here no, last time. I remember we talked about it and I said that I know I've seen that out there i'm going to be able to find it and i couldn't find it okay so yeah i was looking at the west cork distiller so they're their own distiller um they they say they want to make irish whiskey accessible and expand their expand their operation but maintain their irish ownership to stay true to the heritage uh, so they opened up a new distillery and their wholly irish owned distillery uh the largest wholly Irish owned distillery in the country. No, oh, interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, that's well, that's big, cool. like, uh, was it the conversation last week that almost all the distilleries there have been bought up by yeah. big conglomerates? Yep. And, uh, let's see, what else is the, they currently operate out of a 12, 12 and a half acre site on Marsh Road with a distillation capacity of four, I don't know what this, million liters of pure alcohol. I think that's what that means. But distributions across the globe, award-winning West Cork Irish whiskey is sold. Uh, sorry, the thing keeps, uh, in almost 70 countries, case sales have risen considerably. Our staff has grown to over 80 people with the majority based out of, in West Cork. That's pretty cool. It's the most southerly distillery in the Atlantic archipelago. There you go. That's what it says on the bottle. Okay. Well, why don't you give it a taste and tell us what you think? Yeah, let's see. Smell and taste, sniff and taste. Give me a fancy crystal glass that I got at the Habitat for Humidity store. The old sniff and taste. Ooh. Oh, I think you'll like this, Wes. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a little bit sweet. Um, it's got a lot of those classic characters characteristics of a bourbon. Not so much an Irish whiskey. Um, but it definitely has an effervescence on it. There's a lot of alcohol coming off, but it's only forty. It's only eighty proof. Yeah, it's only forty percent, so it's pretty light. Is that? Isn't Jameson around forty? Yeah, percent. Yeah, most so Irish like whiskeys are eighty. It's like designed to be an easy drinking. Yeah, eighty proof. Yep. Get you drunk before you know you're drunk. Yeah, drink. they're most Irish whiskeys tend to be sweeter. Yeah, easy to drink, low ABV. Well, all things considered, oh. it's not sweet on the. Uh, <laughs> it's not sweet at all. Yeah, <laughs> it has a little bit of a sweetness on the nose, but it's like almost. It's like pretty dry, almost like like drinking new oak. Oh. It's very woody. Yeah. That's yummy. Is it good though? Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's not harsh at all. It has no burn to speak of. Not in the front or the back side. Nothing. It's just I could drink this very fast. I imagine it's I not, I wonder if that's because it's the bourbon cask. It could be. It's very smooth. I like this is this is one that I don't think you could pick it out of a lineup, but mm. you would drink it a lot faster than you would. Like you wouldn't notice it was gone. You would, you would finish it before I'm trying to think of how to put it. Like you would finish it and all of a sudden you'd be like, Oh shit. All my whiskey's gone. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it just drinks so, sm- so smooth and so fast. Like you, awesome. you, what, uh, how's your whiskey collection going over there? Oh, it's, I, I keep it moderate. Yeah. Cause I live in a small condo and well, it's not small. It's a thousand square feet, but, um, I don't have a lot of places to keep a lot of whiskey and I have a drinking problem. So <laughs> they don't stay, <laughs> they don't stay around you for very long. Spill it all over yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. And my, my mouth. <laughs> uh, you know, yesterday while I was working out, I, um, I like to watch movies while I work out because it takes my mind, especially if I'm doing cardio. So when I'm working out, if I'm lifting weights or doing calisthenics and stuff like that, I don't watch anything, of course. So I'm too busy working. But um, when I'm doing cardio, whether it's the rowing machine or the treadmill, I like to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday I was, I was, uh, I was going through a list of movies from uh, the Art of Manliness, which is a podcast, real cool podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, this guy talks about modern masculinity and all that stuff. And he has on his podcast, a blog that talks about like the top 100 movies every man should see. Uh, and so I, I scroll through there every now and then to try to find movies that, um, I haven't seen before. Uh, cause there was, there was actually like almost two decades where I didn't watch any movies cause I was raising kids. And so I didn't see a whole lot of things. And one of them was, I watched on the, um, on the flight home from Colorado um, a couple of weeks ago. And that was, there will be blood with Daniel day Lewis. That's a great movie. I know. And I can't remember another Daniel day Lewis movie that I've seen. So I was like, Oh man, I really like this guy. So as I was going through the list, oh, I love Daniel day Lewis. He's very selective about the movies he'll do. Yeah. He's fantastic too. So as I was going through the list, I was yesterday uh, before I went on the treadmill, um, I saw gangs in New York and I was like, I haven't seen, oh, I've never seen gangs love, in New York. I love before. that movie. And it had Leonardo DiCaprio, and um, and it had a bunch of actors that I like, Liam Neeson, and uh, oh, what's her name from The Mask? And uh, she just all of a sudden dropped out of my head. Uh, and uh, uh, there's something Cameron about Diaz. Mary. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. And and so I was like, I'll watch this. 
Well, one of the gangs in the gangs in New York is the Dead, Dead Rabbits. Rabbits. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't know that. Sorry, Dana. And so I, I didn't realize that this whiskey, Irish whiskey, comes from the bar in New York that is named after the gang of New York, the Dead Rabbits. Hmm. And so the bar owners um, had uh, made this Irish whiskey. Um, so it says here, they call it a super premium Irish whiskey that aims to capture all the edge and attitude of the legendary Irish emigrant Dead Rabbit New York City gang and the award-winning Irish bar of the same name located in downtown Manhattan, New York City. It's a five-year-old blend featuring Irish malt and grain whiskey finished in virgin American oak for five years and crafted by master distiller Daryl McNally in collaboration with Jack McGarry and Sean Muldoon, the founders of the New York bar. The Dead Rabbit Grocery and Garog, which has topped the list of the world's 50 best bars numerous times. So they collaborated with a distiller to make this whiskey. And I have never tried it. Tonight will be the first time I have tried it. I'm a little jealous. I could have sworn I was going to be able to find it out here. I And I actually, I, I take that back. I did try it. When I went to the World of Whiskey event at the Rainier Club in Seattle, um, I had I had some. And I really enjoyed it. So I'm hoping... My memory hasn't failed me because I it was one of the last whiskeys I had. So there was a lot of whiskeys in by the time I got to the Dead Rabbit. <laughs> they were over by Jack Daniels and Old Forester, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. On the nose is it's Irish whiskey. It's uh it's sweet, it's um like butter, shortbread, mm-hmm. vanilla. It's not bad. Mm. Oh my God. The taste is over the top. It's cloves. It's spices. It's, it's not, uh, there's no, um, big ethanol burn. It's sweet. It's almost like drinking, um, almost like a holiday cocktail all in, all in a whiskey. <laughs> like it's got all like the spices and stuff in it, but they're like oh, pleasant awesome. spices, like nutmeg <clears throat> almost is what I taste. Damn. That's good. Fuck that. Oh, excuse me. Um, sorry dj i know um uh, she's right i do swear a lot um yeah that's got all the good stuff man wow can't wait for you to get home and try this mm-hmm. well i might have to find a bottle while i'm still here yeah, so i don't get do. back and i don't get back for a bit it's an east coast thing so i, I mean you gotta be i know to. that's why i was really surprised that i couldn't find it i remember when you were gonna send me home with something that i mm. knew i could find it and then i couldn't find it i went to six different places none of them had it oh my gosh that is so good you know it's funny. Every place when I asked them if they had it and they said no, they they offered me Jameson instead. <laughs> Every single one. Uh, well, we have Jameson. Well, shit, you have Jameson. Everybody has Jameson. I have Jameson. Actually, I don't have Jameson. Oh, somebody I had. Drank, somebody I, drank it. I had this fantastic um, eggnog last night up at Larry's Tavern. It's uh, here in West Seattle. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went up there. Um, well, so I've I've taken the last couple of days off. So I took Tuesday through Thursday off. Dana and I were supposed to go and do something, but that kind of fell through, and she had to continue to work. So I was like, I'm just going to take the days off because I mm-hmm. I need a break after Mom passed away and everything. I haven't really had like a vacation or anything, yeah, or any time to myself for that matter. So I took the time off, and uh, like Tuesday. Um, basically because Max is home, I've just been kind of trying to hang out with him and he, uh, 
we went and got some wood and stuff because he wants to build some things um, for himself. And uh, he didn't know where to go, so I took him down to Crosscut. And then we went and had beers at Sea Pine. And then yesterday, oh, I like Sea Pine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and then yesterday, a mosaic IPA that's really good. Yesterday, Dana went to bed early, and I I texted him. I was like, "You want to go to Prost?" Figuring, you know, German guy would love to go to Prost, and he did. And we did. And um, <laughs> and we missed you. I kept thinking, like, this is Johnny's spot. Like, I wish Johnny was mm-hmm. here. I have my own mug there, and a I know. On the wall. I know. But when's the last time you were there? With you, not that long ago. We we took Nate and Tate. Yeah, that was a while ago, dude. That was a while ago. <laughs> they have a pretzel club for kids now because of Tate. Oh, do they really? Yeah, we would go there so often that they started giving Tate. So they have punch cards for yeah, their mug club membership. Yeah. So they would give they they gave Tate a punch card for his pretzels, and it was the beer one. And they just wrote his name on it. And every time he got a pretzel, they'd punch it. And then like when he got his first one done, they gave him a T-shirt. And when he got a second one done, like the, it was like. Totally just the staff being awesome yeah. and celebrating them. And then they started actually doing it officially for the kids. That's cool. That's a club. So we had a couple of those and we went next door to Larry's. And uh, unfortunately, we caught the end of their quiz night. I didn't know they were having a quiz night. And uh, so we hung out there and then we met the bar owner of Rose Temple on Capitol Hill. He was in there. Mm-hmm. And the bartender and him were talking about the eggnog that he makes every year. And so she goes, we still have a bottle of it in the back, I think. And so she went and grabbed the <laughs> bottle of eggnog in the back. And because we were sitting there talking to him next to him, he said, give these guys some too. And oh my God, it was so boozy and so good. Mm. It was such a good eggnog. And then we just chatted him up. And, I, and I, I remember now why I liked sitting at bars because you meet all kinds of cool and interesting people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you pay a high price for that because it's like I could have any of this alcohol in my house for you know, way cheaper than what you're oh, charging yeah. me. But oh yeah, you don't get to meet all the interesting people sitting in your mm-hmm. home by yourself. So fun part about bars too is that they like people who sit at bars. Sort of, there's almost like this unwritten rule that you just expect to be chatted with. Yeah, like you don't sit at a bar if you want to be by yourself. No, no. Like at least you shouldn't. I think probably people do, and then it's very clear because you're like head down in your drink, but. Most phone. people won't sit at a bar and be afraid to chat with somebody they don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I was thankful for just the opportunity to to meet someone new and to chat them up and talk about the industry and and uh, yeah, for sure. And he's having a kid himself. He's having his first his first uh, his first kid, and so it was kind of fun talking to him. He's like, "What's it like going to be like being a dad?" And he was asking all those questions. To, <laughs> so we were trying not to scare him. <laughs> <laughs> like it's terrible you should not yeah why did you do that <laughs> i mean about condoms exist time, dude it's, it's the best <laughs> the, rest, the rest of the time it's terrible yeah no Unless I, you have a really great kid yeah but even if you don't there's there's still moments of having kids that you can be very thankful for and mm-hmm. uh you know kids kids make us better um they help us be more patient they can help us learn a lot about ourselves and uh, even one of the things that I enjoyed um, with my kids, especially when they're little, is their imaginations. Whereas an adult, you kind of lose an imagination. And with the kids, it, it, they allow you to be imaginative again. Mm-hmm. And so playing all their imaginary games or playing with Legos or playing with Thomas the Tank Engine or playing with my little pet shop stuff or whatever and, and pretending you're a character and whatnot, is mm-hmm. it's fun. And it I, fun. I miss those things about uh, – 
little kids, but I'm very thankful that I got the opportunity to experience those things again. Yeah, for uh, sure. As an adult. And I guess that's kind of what I want to run into tonight is talking about thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last week we talked about uh, things that annoy us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so tonight we're going to talk about things that we're thankful for but but more than that um i did a little research if i can share some research with you here i like your research okay good uh this comes from the university of california berkeley and it talks about how gratitude changes you and your brain um didn't you once tell me it was a bunch of hippies there I, i can't believe you're sourcing berkeley of all places well, I mean, you can you can chew the meat and spit out the bones. Not everything that a thing mm. does is bad. I don't know. Suspicious. It's not suspicious at all. You don't know what you're talking That's about. That's like picking and choosing. Yeah. It's like it's not. Uh I don't stone my wife, but the gays are bad. No, that's not that's not the same thing at all. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Good lord, man. Uh but, so it talks but, about how um uh gratitude or being thankful. Uh, helps us get away from our toxic emotions. So when we when we focus on things that we're thankful for, it, it helps us, of course, not focus on negative emotional things. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that we can't acknowledge that negative things exist in our lives, because they do. Uh, but if we're willing to look at things from a thankful perspective, like I got to go through this thing, but at least I have the means to go through it, or at least I have the support to go through it, or at least I have, mm-hmm. you're trying to find the the things that you can be positive on. And that actually helps your mental health, especially if mm-hmm. you go through something uh, really, really hard. Um, it helps even if you don't share it with anyone. So even just talking to yourself about what you're thankful for. So not, you don't actually have to go out and tell people that you're thankful for anything. But just knowing that you're thankful, like spending some time in the mornings, like when you first wake up, instead of grabbing your phone or whatever, practice just saying, you know, I'm so thankful that I'm awake today. I'm so thankful that I I get to go and and have another chance at life or to do something awesome today. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that also helps with your mental health at all as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, just realize that those things have lasting effects on your brain. Um, mm-hmm. in yeah, this, sure. in this study, they actually did, uh, an MRI scanner to measure brain activity, uh, from the people in the group. Um, and each group did a pay it forward task. And in the task, the individuals were given a small amount of money by a nice person called the benefactor. And then this benefactor only asked that they pass the money on to someone else if they felt grateful. And then the, the participants decided how much money, if any, to pass off to another worthy cause. Um, like a donate to money to a local charity or something like that. Um, cause they also wanted to like, see if motivation had anything to do with it. And they found that across all the participants that got to pay it forward, when people felt more grateful, their brain activity was distinct from brain activity that was related to guilt or the desire to help a cause. So it was, it was better to be thankful when you do something than it is to feel guilty, of course, to do something. Um, that tracks. Yeah, it does track. But there hasn't been a whole lot of studies on these things. Like we could we could say that tracks because we might know that mentally. Like if 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 I was to give something to somebody and I was really I was, I'm thankful for what you do and and that's kind of the value for value model mm-hmm. is that if you find value in this podcast or if you find value in any other podcast and you donate to it, you're basically saying thank you for bringing a value. 
to mm-hmm. my life. Thank you for making me laugh or making me learn something. Here's something mm-hmm. that is my thank you. And that's, that's a donation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, anecdotal, right? Like what you're saying is I can tell a story or I can share a time when this felt good to me to do this thing. Yeah. Uh, that supports what I'm trying to, to share. I, I feel better when I'm thankful. Yeah. But to your point, there's not a lot of like implicit data that, that supports that statement. Like right. we know it's true, but we haven't proven it out. There's probably some research out there though, that has, has uh, done something around it. Like the Gottmans do a lot of, um, they, they measure, um, your blood chemistry as different things happen in your life. And I'm mm. sure there's some, um, there's some research that they've done around similar sorts of things. Maybe not exactly the same, but they like them measure your hormones and, um, how your body physiologically, physiologically changes at different times yeah. related to relationships and conversations. And it's like real time blood draws while you're having these conversations. So they can pinpoint the moment that you are physically, physiologically changing and how that affects your brain. Because yeah. the different hormones that are going through our body changes how we interact, how we react, how we shut down or engage. And that's exactly what we we're talking about. Like that little blast of dopamine that we get yep. when we're feeling thankful. We like that. What does that do to us? How does that change us? Why do we gravitate towards it? There's research on that a lot, especially yeah. around things like social media. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the opposite's true too, right? About how we feel about fear and, and, mm-hmm self-worth and stuff like that, that oftentimes social media will make us feel worse about ourselves too. Mm -hmm. Well, you're looking for that dopamine hit yeah, and places to get it. And it doesn't matter if it's negative or positive. You just want that hit. The hit has nothing to do with what you did. It's all about the like or the thumbs up or the response. Yep. So that's a, that's a whole different conversation. No. And there's another research here that I found uh, from frontiers in psychology Uh, They talk about how uh, empirical investigations of gratitude are relatively rare, but uh, they have been able to show that gratitude can be generated by gifts that largely fulfill two criteria. First, they come as a result of a perceived genuine effort from the giver. And then two, they're valuable and fulfill important needs for the recipient. And that gratitude is also associated with benefits to subjective well-being uh, social relationships, increased resilience to trauma. Um, individuals vary in how grateful they tend to be, and those who are more grateful show enhanced psychologically psychological well-being. Uh, the results from these investigations of gratitude have laid a foundation um, where they're showing now more, they, they can actually see the, the chemical changes, like you said, the serotonin and everything that happens. Mm-hmm. So you're actually inducing a good mood. Uh, Mm -hmm. by the natural chemistry in your body by being thankful. I do think it's interesting that they put the the word value in there. That is loaded is not the right, the right reference, but it's kind of a loaded term because it's like, what is your value? What do you value? And inherently we think value like monetary value, but like something of no monetary value could be very valuable. So like the value is in like, like where where are you placing your value? Is it in the thought? Like if somebody gives you a flower that's eventually going to die, that flower is not very valuable. But to me, it's very valuable that you gave it to me. Yep. Right. Or it's a huge how, amount of value. How many times did you just need a hug and someone finally came and hugged you and it was like, yeah, right. It was like all you needed to live another day was someone just mm-hmm. to hug you. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, yeah, you're right. Value is has to be defined, and I think the value is well, it didn't, it wasn't defined because it says it's they're valuable and fulfill important needs for the recipient. Yeah. So it's, it's complicated. Value is complicated because yeah. it depends on like something you need. Like you hit on it, something that you need right now is more valuable than something you don't need. Yeah. So like you might not need any money. You might be a millionaire, but still have need a hug, and the hug is more valuable than the yeah. money in your bank account yeah. because of the way your current state. Yeah. Or relationships. Like even, mm-hmm. you know, this podcast, uh, as much as we put it out there for other people to hopefully enjoy, cause we want them to enjoy it. And we even want you to participate with comments and stuff like that and reach out to mm-hmm. us. Cause we're, we're very accessible. Although we are high status, we're very accessible. Um, mm-hmm. this podcast is valuable to me in that it, it gives me opportunity to talk to my friend about, yeah. You know, these kind of issues and stuff like that. And I love listening to what you have to say. So, um, so yeah, so there, obviously there's lots and lots of benefits of, of socially, um, physically, mentally, all these things when you're thankful, uh, it has all of those kind of, uh, effects upon your person. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it has, a, has something to do also with just making a habit in your life of being thankful. Mm-hmm. I, I um, I think we, you and I, I do love talking to you because I li- I like the way that you challenge me and the way that we interact and it, it like it's a very, it, it's kind of a safe place to have conversations about things that matter, so I really love that. Um, and related to this conversation, the, the last couple of weeks here on this side of the country without Helen has been really challenging for me. It's like sort of surfaced some of my demons and. Um, I've been working through some, through some, through some things. Sorry, I think the no, the uh, West Cork starting to good. kick in. Um, and one of the things that Helen brought up to me was like, when you're feeling down, you really should, like, I was telling her I was feeling lonely, and she's like, "Well, you have lots of people in your life. You should reach out to them." And like, I was so focused on the fact that I didn't physically have a lot of people here mm-hmm. that I couldn't see anything else. And she brought that up to me, and so on. Um, maybe a week, week and a half ago, um, I was having a, a rough night. I was by myself. I was feeling lonely and I was starting to spiral a little bit. And so I just started reaching out to people and not reaching out, like trying to have com- <clears throat> have conversations. I was just sending them messages, letting them know that I cared about them and that I missed them and that I appreciated them in my life. And that was it. I didn't expect any response. Uh, it was about 50-50 that I actually got a response right away. But that wasn't the goal. I wasn't looking for somebody to give me anything. It was that I was refocusing my brain on the yeah. things in my life that were it's valuable. Good, man. Good. And it totally changed my night. Like I went from like probably going to be sad, possibly crying and not being able to sleep to actually feeling pretty good yeah. and having a really great night because my frame of reference was focusing on the things in my life that are wonderful, like you and my friends that I have that I know are there for me whenever I need them. And it wasn't that they told me anything that I needed to hear. It was just the simple of act, the simple act of sharing with them that I appreciate them. It totally reframed my point of view in my moment. Like you actually have a pretty great life and you have people around you that you love and they love you. Yeah. Like it's just as valuable that you love them as that they love you. Yep. It needs to go both ways. Yeah. No, that's great. And I appreciated getting the text. Actually, the texts. You, you've sent it. You sent me many, uh, many uh, dick pics, uh, many uh, text messages <laughs> of uh, 
affection and uh yeah well i have a i have a very low pixel phone so you can't really tell what it is <laughs> oh i thought you just blanked it out <laughs> never mind no that's that's a natural state <laughs> it's blocky uh, uh for my personal um thankfulness uh, the bible has always uh well in the last however long i've been a christian has uh, really inform me of thankfulness. And uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4, uh, starting at verse 6, and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to, be made known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so in that scripture, it's one that I... Everyone, you know, like a lot of Christian people always have that scripture or whatever. And this one's mm-hmm. always been mine because it talks about in moments of uncertainty or anxiousness uh, where you're feeling like you don't have control, it's, you're right, you don't have control. But don't be anxious. So make your request known to God. So pray to God, ask him for things, but also do it with a thankful heart. Mm-hmm. And that's a common theme also throughout the Bible is, and as a believer in, in a God, I believe that he knows this about humans, that we need to be thankful for things because it does refocus us. It does redirect our hearts and our attitudes towards other people and towards circumstances and situations in life. Like Jesus always said, like, in this world, you'll have troubles, but behold, I've overcome the world. So that there's no question at all that becoming a Christian means that you'll have less troubles. You'll, you'll just have troubles like everyone else. And in this... Uh, scripture, we're reminded that, you know, making your request known to God, so saying out loud what it is that you're you're going through, how you're feeling in this moment, and and how, how where you want to be with thanksgiving. So being thankful, focusing on being thankful as well, will guard your heart and your mind in hmm. God, in Christ Jesus. And so that's one that's always, I've always appreciated that scripture is always something that I've reminded myself in any difficult time that I've had is that this is just going to be difficult. Don't be anxious. Start praying, start focusing your mind off of you and, and on how you would like to see this situation resolve and knowing that this is, this is just a thing that you have to go through and be thankful that you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll see an end to it. You'll see the other side of it. It's just going to, it's just going to suck for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I, so, um, and I've shared this before. I grew up Mormon and grew up going to church and, uh, but I'm not religious now. I don't go to church and, uh, and all that, those bits. So that's one of the things that like, I love about my relationship with you is that we have that, that go back, back yeah. and forth, that, that difference unrelated. One of my favorite songs in church growing up was a song, an LDS hymn called because I have been given much. And the and I don't know all the words, but I remember the very first lyric was because I've been given much, I too must give. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like that was something that was instilled with me uh, as a kid, all growing, always growing up. Like we didn't grow up with a lot. We were generally considered poor. Not like I didn't know where I was going to eat, but we were right on the edge. Um, but even then, like being thankful for what I have and recognizing that I have a lot and that I should be giving that even if it's just like my time or my thankfulness or my love, like those things are valuable yep. and you should be giving those. I've been given a lot of love growing up. My family loved me. That was very clear. Uh, and that should be shared with other people. You should let them know that you care about them whenever you get the chance. Yeah. You don't, 
actually necessarily understand how valuable that is. Just like hug, you don't necessarily know how valuable that yeah. is yeah. on a day-to-day. I agree with that 100%. Um, I've sent messages to people on my rough days where all it says is, I just re- really could use a hug right now. So, and like our friend Deb who lives here, she's like one of the best because I know that if I sent her that text message, whether I asked her to or not, she would be at my door in 10 minutes. Yep. Give me a hug and leave. Yeah. She's like, that's what she said you needed. So see ya. Oh, and here's a bottle of wine. Yeah. She would do that too. Cause well, she's great. Let me put you on the spot then and ask you, what are, what are some things right now that you can think of off the top of your head that you're just, you're grateful for? Well, uh, like the frame of reference is it's really important. Like right now, Helen just got back into, in, into Providence. So I'm thankful for a lot of things like yeah. she's here. Yeah. That's an easy one. I That's think. Sweet. Um, I love that she's here and I love her dearly. That's no surprise to anyone who's ever listened to this podcast. Um, but like in part of this, like frame of reference when I'm like down and I'm like feeling like this is the worst, I'm alone, whatever going in that dark hole. Like the fact that I'm able to do this, it says a lot to where I'm at in my life. Like not a lot of people, like I have a lot of bounty. I have a lot of resources and the fact that we can make this transition, I can live on the other side of the country and we can fly back and forth. Um, while it's not luxurious and it's like sort of quote unquote living paycheck to paycheck, we still have the resources to do it. So I'm really thankful that I know that, in this moment, I can make this happen when yeah. a lot of people might not be able to. Yeah. Um, so I'm very thankful that I've managed to be in a position where I can be flexible and I can make choices and do the things that I want to do and not, not have to stress about it too much. Like it's, it's a little stressful, but it's not, it's not that bad. Um, I'd also say that I'm very thankful for the job that I ended up in because it very much fits my personality and I fit in there very well. And I don't think a lot of people end up in roles where they feel like they're both valued and they enjoy even the hard times in those roles. Like my, my job can be stressful, but even the stressful, stressful times are pretty good. I don't know. Maybe that's a little superficial, but no, it's true. Not at all. I think a lot of us try to look for the, I still haven't found that, you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, I'm appreciated. But I, I don't, I don't really care for what I do exactly right. So that's it's tough. Like if this job was in Seattle, that would be better. But yeah. I do enjoy, I do enjoy what I do. That's good. Um, I, I mean, here's the silly. I mean, like on a service level, like our condo is like right across the river from a price rate market. Yeah, and it's like it's very close to roll the pallet in, put it on sale, and sell it off. Like it's it's a little, it's a little uh, eclectic. It's a little chaotic. And I love it because it has all of the things that I wouldn't normally find at grocery stores. We live in a very diverse neighborhood. So there's like little Puerto Rico and little Italy. Uh, There's a huge Latino population up the road. So this market has like all of the things. Uh, And I'm really thankful that I live next to this market that is catering to, if we're being honest, a lower income population. But they're like, hugely lean into it. So they have all of the ethnic foods that you wouldn't find at like a whole foods. It's not as homogenous. It's not like white people, hippie nonsense. It's like yucca and whatever other root tarot roots. And, and, and not like in a specialty corner, like 
giant bins of these produce. Like I, I love it. I love going, I love shopping there. It's like they have a Goya aisle of all the random things from wherever (laughs) it's just, it's great. I, I just love that. That's the market that's close to me. Yeah. And not something that's like a boring ass Safeway. Super corporate. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's like cycling. It's fun too because you might go in there for something that you're asking for or you're thinking of, you want to make a thing, and it's just not there. Yep. And then next week it's there by the ton. Yeah. You, yeah. Just, you never know. <laughs> it's great. Sometimes it's like the the Chelan market too. It's kind of that way mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Very much so. Yep. Well, I mean, I'd have, I have to, I have to, you know, like the things that are, I'm thankful for, you know, my kids, my wife, uh, the fact that I get a job or that I have a job, uh, the fact that I have friends, I'm not alone. I mean, all those things, I'm just, there's very little that I have to complain about. Mm -hmm. And even on days that I could complain, it's the perspective is, is that no, you're (laughs) no one's dying of dysentery. No, you know, you didn't have to try. Yeah. You didn't have to travel 300 miles for water. I mean, you just, we're super, we're super blessed. We're super fortunate. It's even the the frame of reference. Like, like your mom just died, uh, but you're fortunate enough to have a mom as long as you did. Yeah. So it's like, I miss her. I wish she was still here, but I also had these wonderful things that, not everybody necessarily have had or has. Uh, and also I, I feel like, I mean, this is outside looking and I feel like you're more engaged with your dad than you used to be at times. Like that yep. sort of drove more connection. And so while it came under duress and a challenging situation, it's, it's good to recognize that and, and, uh, and lean into that. Yeah. I don't think we appreciate people enough in our lives until we're sort of forced to. And, it's a good reminder that yeah. we should be thankful of the people that might not always be there. Yeah, my dad and I didn't necessarily always have a good relationship, especially growing up. He's probably the one that I butted heads with the most. But um, getting to know who he is now, and um, you know, and, and even though that it, it does have to do with the fact that I just I want him to be. I need him because my mom passed away, so I do need him. I need a parent. And I need to be connected with him, and 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 I I know it benefits him as well because he said so. So, it, it's a mutual benefit in which we're, you know, we're really trying to make more effort to be connected to one another, so that, um, you know, these these moments often serve as life is short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For life sure. is short. So, yeah, and and you know, like I said, it's I I really have very little to complain about. When I complain, I even know that I'm complaining about. BS. I'm, I'm complaining mm-hmm. about nothing. Um, a drop in a bucket, something someone would love to have, and I'm complaining about it. And I should just probably zip my lip and focus on just being thankful to have any kind of opportunity that I have. Yeah. And, like and, it's and how I like, can share an opportunity too. It's like complaining about a rash to somebody who just lost an arm. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and that's what was me. Let's yep. focus on me. Like, yeah. Mm. It could be way worse. Being uncomfortable is not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not. So I looked up some things that were about how to um, practice thankfulness. And uh, so here are a couple things. And Adam, add in comment as as you see fit, Johnny. Uh, write what you're thankful for every day, at least three things. So one suggestion was keeping like a journal. 
mm-hmm. um, if you're into journaling, but, but maybe even just thinking about three things at the beginning of your day that you're thankful for and kind of focusing on those three things. So if you got your health, if you're able to get up and have hot water and eat something or drink some coffee and get, I mean, just be thankful for these little things that you have that become routine and we might take advantage of. Um, meditate on what you're thankful for. So spend some time and some quiet, just meditating and just focusing on things that you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Christian, this would be like, you know, uh, praying, you know, praying to God, thanking him for all the the good gifts that he gives, all the challenges that he provide or that he uh, sees us through, um, you know, just all the ways in which, you know, your, your life is and that you're thankful for all those opportunities that, that you can have to make a difference if there are those opportunities. Uh, the thing that you've been practicing, which I really, I really appreciate, which is tell others why you're thankful for mm-hmm. them or that you're just thinking of them. You know, that's, that's also an act of thankfulness. Some people just mm-hmm. need to hear that. You don't know necessarily if, even if they didn't respond, maybe they needed someone that day also to be like, Hey man, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you or, you know, Hey, whoever, I, I, I just let you know that I appreciate you in my life. I, I don't think a lot of people get to hear that from mm-hmm. others. And I think a lot of people just kind of go on with their day without ever hearing a, a kind word about, you know, how much they're needed as a human being in this world. Do you think people worry too much about what the response is going to be when they say things, when they share, like in those moments? Some you know, it's like, Some like for example, like, the, like if, if you watch any like Hallmark movie or whatever stupid TV show, the like response to someone saying I love you is always a big deal. They make that a big deal and oh, whatever the writing is. Thank you. And it's you. like if they if they didn't say, yeah, right? If they didn't yeah. respond the way that thank you expected them to, it becomes a, a to-do. Like, do you think do you think people worry too much about the response? I mean, they might. I don't know. I I never worry about that because I I'm not ashamed to tell people that I'm thankful for them or love them. So I guess in my own mind, like I think more of us should be wandering around this earth going, I'm really thankful for that. Or thank you. Or I love you. We absolutely or, should. But I think, I think people are too, con- like this is that might. like, or they're, they're afraid. Too- Maybe they've been shamed for being that way before. It's too. true. But I think, I think this is goes, kind of goes back to the earlier point. Like people are so focused on themselves that they're not like, they're, they're concerned of like, it's the frame of reference, right? Like telling somebody you're thankful so that you get a response is different than telling somebody that you're thankful for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not like the people that say, I love you and expect, I don't know. I love you back. That's different than like, I just want you to know that I love you. That's it. I don't, I don't need a response. I don't want a response. I'm sharing with you how I feel. Yeah. And I don't need that feeling to be validated. Yep. And that's a really hard place to be in because as humans, we want to be validated. We want to feel important. Yep. Um, But I think it's a a really healthy frame of of reference or frame of mind to be in to be able to, and we talked about this years ago, actually, like just being like the flip side of it is just being thankful that somebody loves you. Yep. That's a valid response. Like the canned response is parroting what the person said versus saying, thank you. I really appreciate that you shared that with me. And well, the first time somebody hears that back after saying something that they might feel like they were being a little um, vulnerable. I think the more you think about it, the more value that holds yeah. because really what you want that person to know is that you care about them. You don't. And if you're fishing for them to tell you 
the same they the same thing whatever. back yeah. you're not necessarily going to believe it it's not as authentic yeah. because you're fishing for compliments yeah yep. you're fishing for love or whatever it is yeah um i think i would much rather hear the appreciation for my sharing than the parroting of what i said yep no that's good yep that's yeah. a that's a that's a Johnny quote. That's good. I didn't I didn't I like read that. that in the book. I, I don't remember up. it though, but it's good. It's all right. Uh, receive gratitude know. when it's given. So this is something oh. that I had to learn myself. Is Dana would say something if I have like a low self esteem about myself, and and she says something positive, instead of just ignoring it or going no I'm stupid or no I'm fat or no you know she's like you look so handsome today no I'm fat you know instead of turning it into something negative I'd go thank you. And mm-hmm. I just started learning to say thank you um, mm-hmm. and doing my best to receive it because she means mm-hmm. it genuinely. Yes. You know, so if I can build the habit of receiving it rather than the first thing my mind says is like, no, you fat piece of shit. You don't look good at all. You know, and dismissing that, which is obviously a negative thought, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to just focus on just saying thank you that, you know, I appreciate mm-hmm. that you look at me. And you see me through different eyes than I do through the mirror. So I appreciate that. <laughs> it does change. Like I used to do that a lot too. Helen called me out on it. Um, we have a friend, a very specific friend who is very self-deprecating. That's like their, their personality. It's all the time self-deprecating humor. And it it's like to the point where you start to think like they just feel really bad about themselves. Like it's not, it's, an, it's more of a defensive mechanism than it is like, I just think it's funny. And I, I guarantee this person thinks it's funny too, but it's so often. And so like it, it's, it's a different level of self deprecation. And so I, we were having a conversation about this person and, and Helen called me out on, she's like, well, you do that. Like maybe not to that extreme and you do it differently. Yeah. And, um, with this other person, it's a little more transparent that it's insecure. You do it, from a false pedestal of confidence. So it comes across as just being funny. Yeah. But you also do it and you do it all the time. And, and she called me out on it. And so like, I've been trying to be really aware of that. Like maybe like, and you know, like in, in those moments, like instead of saying, wow, I look like shit today. Ha ha ha. Like, huh, dang, I look good. Yeah. Even if I look ridiculous, it doesn't matter. But yeah. like, that subtle change in your psyche on a day to day in that exact same moment where one, one moment you're talking down to yourself and the next moment you're talking up to yourself. Yeah. It makes, it makes a huge difference in, in your day to day and your happiness and the way that you're feeling about yourself. It's yeah. subtle and it's hard to do. It's much easier. We're also trained to think that we're not supposed to talk good about ourselves. This is the way we grew up. Why not? I'm fucking great. Sometimes. Yeah. Most time. <laughs> Right. I mean, maybe it it seems a, as an arrogance or something like that. I don't know, but I, 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 you know, I, I was teased uh, by an adult or adults as I was growing up, and uh, they thought it was funny, and it just that really wore on me. Uh, so I, I carry that now, but now I, I'm now that I understand that I, I'm able just to reject it and just enjoy just enjoy my life without having to worry about that kind of stuff. Yep. But there's things I can do too, right? So I also work out and I try to eat well and I try to, you know, and I just I just try to do my best and be thankful for the opportunities to have all those things. So I don't let things go to waste if I can help it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so yeah, I get what you're saying. 100%. And you know, all of this, you know, the, the science and everything with thankfulness, um, as we wrap this up is, I mean, it, it, it helps our mental health. Um, it helps, it helps our immune system. Uh, there's been studies showing that it helps our immune system. It helps our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us resilient to adversity, mm-hmm. uh, to be thankful. Um, because again, it, I would say, I mean, especially over the last couple of years, it was, it seemed like fear ruled the day and that, you know, in order to get people to do things that people, other people want them to do, or there's so many people that were in a panic and their mental health, like statistically, like mental health has gone down the tubes over the last few years because of the, um, not because of the pandemic, but because of how we handled the pandemic. That's a distinction on that, Mm -hmm. um, that all that fear and being scared. Am I going to get this? And all that stuff has, has made us ill, I think. Mm -hmm. And, and starting to focus, especially now being on the other side of everything, starting to focus on things that we can be thankful for, I think would help us lift ourselves out of the space that we brought ourselves into Mm -hmm. uh, over the last couple of years through the pandemic. So, you know, uh, on a very related note, one of my favorite moments of all time in my life. This is very relevant. Um, like those of you who know my son, it's, he's a bit of a weirdo. He's his own person, like kids are. Love him to death. Yeah. And years ago, one day, he just turns to me and says, Dad, I love you, Dad. <laughs> and that was it. And then he's just like off. Like he said what he wanted to say expected nothing return and, he just, and just left. Yeah. <laughs> and it like reminds me like, you know, sometimes you just need to tell people that you care about them yeah, and then be done with it. Like that's where it ends. Yeah. That's all that has to be said. Yeah, We don't do that enough. And I, so I think about that a lot. Like it was such an innocent moment. He just like in his brain decided he needed to share that he loved me. And then he's like off making train statues or Legos or whatever it is he's doing. Yeah. You know, we don't, I don't, I think that like childlike candor, we miss. Yeah. Like we filter everything through. We think it way beyond what it needs to be thought through. So just saying what we mean and being done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So one of my favorite moments of all time, that and when he told me that pour some sugar on me was the best song ever written. (laughs) It's a great song. Yeah. (laughs) Best song ever. That's a banger. According to a six-year-old date. Pour some sugar on me. Actually, I like Def Leppard. I do too. Yeah, they're not bad, even for a one-handed Def Leppard. Yeah, (laughs) very thankful for (laughs) Def Leppard. Well, folks, we just uh, thank you so much for listening to our nonsense. Yeah, and I do want to say I am really appreciative of everybody who listens to this nonsense. Yeah, I really do. Like. I don't. I when we first started this, I never thought anybody would want to listen to it, except yeah. for maybe us and our wives. Yeah. And you know, we have a pretty solid core following. Yeah. Of of listeners that I, I super appreciate. So I thank you. Too. Yeah. Thank you. I, I I absolutely agree with John on that. And reach out to us. Uh, talk to us. Uh, you can find me on No Agenda Social at uh, Wholesome Olson at uh, NoAgendaSocial.com or uh, Baron West of the Balderdash. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram, Beer Bourbon and Balderdash. Twitter, Beer Bourbon and Balderdash. Uh, we're out there. And you can even email us at balderdashboys at protonmail.com. Big, beautiful, 
bigbeautifulboys.com. No, 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 don't go there. <laughs> no, no, not that one. Not that one. All right, I mean, we're uh, big and beautiful, and we're boys. For the, most, for the most part, on any platform, you can find me at that John H guy. Yep. Don't forget the H because that John guy does not like it when he gets messages for me. <laughs> but reach out to us and, and talk to us. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, and just be part of the conversation. So also yeah. we're a value for value uh, podcast. So if you're thankful for this podcast, if, if we brightened up your day a little bit or uh, made you think a little bit or you learned something, send that back to us in uh, Satoshi's or uh, through fountain.fm or even Podverse. Uh, there's a little lightning mark there next to our podcast mm-hmm. and uh, hit that and you can send us some satoshis and we'd be or very just likes thankful. and shares likes and shares tell likes and shares you know. yeah tell other people too those are valuable absolutely we appreciate that well john thanks again for uh meeting me here on the zoom call so we could do this yeah, awesome podcast and uh i love you and i'm thankful for you fuck <laughs> i mean i love you too i mean thank you Good night, everybody. I'm thankful. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Good night.